Hey, what's this? Huh? Look. Hey, guys, look at this. What is it? It looks like a jewelry box or something. The design looks Egyptian. I can't get it open. Here, let me try. I think it's one of those monkey puzzle boxes. Yeah, I thought so. See, it's got these slats. You have to push them in the right order. Oh, I get it. Hey, this girl's a genius. No, my little brother had one of these boxes once. It was oriental. See, once these slats are in position, it should open. <laughs> Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford, and the universe just cockfucked me in the ass yet again. And I'm the scarf Mira Sorvino is folded at the end of Romeo Michelle's high school reunion. Tony the Tiger, the thunder from down under. I'm in a fucking mood because we just had an epic fail, but I'm going to try to pull it together. Because we are watching one of my all-time favorite movies, Jim Anorski's Hard to Die. Um, known to stupid people. <laughs> Ungrit your teeth, mister. <laughs> as Sorority House Massacre 3, for some fucking reason. That's like, this is clearly, clearly... A spinoff. That's like saying Annabelle is really The Conjuring 2. <laughs> um, or, or like that Mirror's Place is Beverly Hills 90210 Part 2. Yes. So this is a spin-off of Sorority House Massacre 2. It is not Sorority House Massacre 3. I don't care what anybody says. And <laughs> guess what? Jim Wynorski doesn't even refer to it as Sorority House Massacre 3 because he was going to make a Sorority House Massacre 3, and I'm pretty sure he already did make it, and it just never got released. Oh. It's in the um, vault. I think so. I think he made it in, like, 2009 or 10 or something. Did you ever hear like about that. how Prince has a vault? With all yes, <laughs> and I'm sure everything in there is a gem. Yeah, he had microphones all over his fucking house. Oh my god! Because he thought everything that you know came into his brain was worth recording. Needed recording, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> as we do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I'm on Instagram. We're for on money. Babylon. <laughs> We're just I having remember, fun. Um, I'm not yes, trying no, exactly. to get money out of this. I always this. remember a uh, documentary with Kevin Smith, how he uh, did filming for Prince. And um, like uh, Prince said, oh, I just want you to film this one thing. I'm just going to give a speech. And like Kevin's like, okay, all right. It just needs to be quick. But Prince ended up talking for hours and um, the film just ran out. And uh, <laughs> Kevin said to Prince's like people, oh, like, I don't know what, like... He just kept going, and I didn't record any of it. And like the people were like, "Oh, that's okay. We just put it in the vault, and it never gets seen again." 
So he had no intention of ever even doing anything with it? Well, he might have had the... Like, Prince might have had the intention, but it never happens, you know? Well, Kevin Smith is, you know... That's like the pot calling the kettle black there, because Kevin Smith <laughs> rambles on for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, but he doesn't... <laughs> um... But, and yeah. he does he does record it because there are uh, DVDs of him doing a a uh, one man show. Oh, no, but I feel like this was a uh, like back in film stock days, so that's why it couldn't record too much longer. But yeah, I, I had I have been to a Kevin Smith um, um, speech, and I thought it was quite funny because I went with a friend, and um, he would take questions from the audience, except it's not plural. Um, so there was a few people that went up, but only one person got a question answered, and that question answer was about two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and it reminded me of, like, our uh, English exam, where there'd be a question, and you sort of see the question, and then you just morph your answer to what you already know, as opposed to actually answering the question, which is exactly what he did. <laughs> well, that's kind of like what happened when I went to... I went to... Um, when I met John Waters... At a book signing, he did a, a very, it was a very intimate, you know, reading or no, he didn't even do a reading. It was very intimate. He gave a little talk in a bookstore at the beginning and they had all chairs and stuff set up and he gave a talk at the beginning and then he asked if there were anybody had any questions and I raised my hand, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I knew that he had written a sequel to Pink Flamingos that he was never able to get made. Um, so I asked him, you know, aside from Pink Flamingos, were there any uh, any other movies you thought you might like to do a sequel to? And then he rambled on for about 20 minutes about sequels that he likes. Um, he started talking about how he was in Seed of Chucky and that he really yeah, likes yeah. the Final Destination movies, and, um, yeah. Not that I didn't enjoy hearing it. <laughs> um, and it was it just all... strayed from the question. Well, I think I already kind of knew the answer anyway. I just wanted to, but, um... You wanted yeah, to cause... show everyone else around you that you knew about Pink Flamingos too. That's that's what it was. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> That's exactly you wanted them to be like surprised and go, oh, not people, not many people know that. <laughs> well, no, actually, I think it, I'm pretty sure that it was because it, it was it was it was one of the books where it was three of his screenplays um, compiled, and I think the screenplay for Flamingos Forever was in the book that he was doing oh, okay, signing okay. for. I think that was the one, but um. Yeah, so we're doing Hard to Die, and um, we just had an epic fail when we were trying to record a different episode, so we're doing a double feature, so we're doing a marathon tonight, and <laughs> Tony's probably not going to be able to go to Gay Bingo or whatever the fuck he does um, with the lesbians. Um, but... Um, yeah, so before we get into it, I'm going to get the plugs quickly out of the way. And I, you know what? I fucked myself because when we were started recording before, I said that I was feeling really on. 
I did yeah. that to myself. That's that's what mm. I get. That's what I get. See, that's why I don't display confidence. Because <laughs> it comes back to bite me in the ass. Yeah, pride comes before the fall. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you so, fell hard. Oh, I ate shit. <laughs> um, plugs. So I'd like to encourage everybody to please check out my books in hardcover, Kindle, and paperback editions by going to Amazon.com, typing in Brandon Ford. You'll also find my author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. If you prefer audiobooks, I have several titles available on Audible, uh, which you can easily find by typing in Brandon Ford. You can also um, sign up for notifications whenever I have a new release there. Uh, if you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. You can also follow me on both Letterboxd and Twitter at Brandon Ford. Tony, give your Letterboxd and Twitter, please. Oh, yes. My Letterboxd is Tony underscore the underscore bear. <laughs> and my Twitter is Madonna Horror. I still think you should be Tony the Koala on Letterboxd. Um... Was that a reference to my syphilis? Yes, it is. And my lingerie um, nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are listening to this episode on the official Blind Rage Podcast YouTube channel, please don't forget to um, like, subscribe, comment, help with the algorithms. Um, if you're listening to this on your fa- on your favorite podcasting platform, please don't forget to uh, rate, review, and subscribe there. If you haven't already, please check out the official Blind Rage Podcast Facebook page to like and subscribe. Last and most importantly, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, suggestions, recommendations, feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. So... Before we get into Gail Harris's massive breath, what has Tony the Tiger been watching lately? <laughs> well, <laughs> the only thing of note that I watched is uh, the um, I got around to watching the last American Horror Story, New York City, um, which had its good bits and its bad bits kind of like uh, some of the previous seasons Um, the good bits was you get a fair bit of uh, muscular bodies to uh, perv over Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the bad bits were the general (laughs) um, uh, frayed storylines that go nowhere and like symbolism that leads to nothing and um and if I'm going to be completely honest, I kind of found it to be uh, like a horror version of A Normal Heart, and its um, treatment towards the AIDS epidemic, I felt a little... Um, uh, it didn't sit very right with me. <laughs> it seemed a bit uh, exploitative. But that was mm. just my opinion. Yeah, I... I kind of feel that that's such a traumatic event in gay history that it shouldn't have been treated as pop as it was by making it some uh, uh, leather daddy uh, horror movie (laughs) well 
unfortunately, because of the many medications which have helped people live fuller lives being diagnosed with HIV, people have forgotten how horrifying the AIDS um, epidemic was. I, I think it could have been done better. Uh, I, I think that's it's a, a central story, but I think it was done a bit too... Um, um, I, I'm just going to say pop. That's that's the way that's that's sticking with me. It's a bit too um, for the for the masses. Okay. Um. Well, I found a really interesting documentary on Tubi, which actually is what inspired me to do this. To the commentary for this movie hmm. um, and I don't like the title at all because it's not good but it's called direct-to-video colon the straight-to-video horror of the 90s and that's it's basically exactly what is written on the tin it's all yeah. about straight-to-video horror of the 90s and there are interviews with a lot of um, actors and directors of the time and uh, they talk about there were some uh, there was some talk about movies that were from the late 80s and there were some talk of movies as, that were um, regarded as being straight to video but were actually the theatrical um, like Dr. Giggles that was a major movie uh, oh, okay. put out by Universal that was not straight to video um and they said Strangeland was straight to video, and it was not. It was limited yeah. theatrical. Um, but it had lots of really interesting interviews. Um, Jim Wynorski was on there, and he was talking about Hard to Die. And it had an interview with um, Debbie Dutch, who is credited in Hard to Die as Deborah Dare. She's the, the redhead uh, Jackie. Um and had an interview with uh, interviews with uh, Tiffany Shepes and some people from Full Moon. They talk a lot about uh, uh, Puppet Master movies and uh, trauma movies. Um, they were kind of all over the place a little bit, um, but um, there was some really. I, there were some really fun moments, and they talked about a lot of movies that really don't get talked about, which I appreciated. I mean, like, yeah. you would never see Hard to Die mentioned in a, yeah, a documentary. Yeah. Um, but also, Tiffany Shepis, who is one of my favorite screen queens, I thought made a really astute point in that she said... Um, with the death of the video store also came the death of the screen queen because way back when you know you can search the video store shelves for the newest Linnea Quigley movie or Brink Stevens movie or Michelle Bauer movie or Julie Strain movie or Tiffany Shepis movie and horror is so different because there are 
are endless amounts of horror movies that come out on streaming services every single month and it's easy for movies with the same actresses to get lost in the shuffle so there probably are screen queens of today but we just don't know who they are because mm. everything that they do is just you know overshadowed by something else the next week or yeah, it's never yeah. seen yeah um so i think um i went into a little more detail than she did but she just made her point and i probably should have just done the same but um <laughs> underlined it three times um but yeah i think that with tiffany and debbie rashawn and uh julie strain r.i.p um and who else? uh probably felissa rose those are the last those women are in the in the group of the last um generation of screen queens um you know you have michelle and linnea and brink of the 80s and 90s and um all the other girls came after um but yeah now the day of the screen queen is essentially dead and it's very sad mm. um, and plus they don't make the kinds of movies like the ones that made Linnea um, famous and same with you know Brink and Michelle and, and um, yeah. even Debbie um, nowadays it's hereditary and the Babadook shut up <laughs> but um, the ones I mean it's really hard to differentiate between the low budget ones that are actually good and the low budget ones that people who were fans of those movies just farted out over a weekend yeah yeah um, but um, yeah I don't know it's just horror is very, very different these days than it was when I was growing up. And um, it definitely had a lot to do with the death of the video store. Um, and physical media is hanging by a thread. Um, so. Well, and I think we've discussed this before. Uh, do you think it's also to do with uh, the move to digital camera? Is that. Back when it was on film, on actual film, it was uh, more of an effort to make a film. I think so. Whereas, whereas now anyone can really do it. It's sort of like the garage band era, how now anyone can be a musician. Yeah. It's sort of like now anyone can be a filmmaker. You get flooded with a lot more film. I think so. I mean, you... I mean, like way back when... You wouldn't have a lot of distributors who would take a movie that was shot on video. They were more uh, boutique labels. Um, mm -hmm. If you wanted to get major distribution for a low-budget horror movie, you know, it had to be shot on actual film. Yeah. Um, not only for distributors to take it seriously, but for fans to take it seriously because shot on video really only got... Um, a, a, 
its appreciation, I think, within the past decade and a half or so. Um, Cause I think it probably had its small audience in the nineties and eighties and nineties, but um, now people, there's a big audience for shot on video and not new shot on video. That's a thing. Yeah. Eighties um, and nineties shot on video stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So probably cause we can now appreciate how hard it is to make something good, even if it's on poor quality stock. Yes. You know. Yes. 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 Even with a VHS camcorder. Um, but we are going to watch Hard to Die, which was shot on 35mm um, by the great Jim Wynorski. And we are watching the DVD version that was put out by Concord, or New Concord. And what is it, 87 minutes? Uh, I've got um, 83. Okay. 83. Um, so I'm sure the VH, there's a VHS rip of the VHS version on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> Shut up. So if you're watching that version, it's not going to sync. So make sure. I'm sure you can find this version on YouTube as well. Shit. So if you want to watch along, please feel free to do so. We're going to begin in just a second. Because I want to make sure that I have all of my dicks in a row. Quack, quack. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So we are going to begin hard to die. In three, two, one, play. And we begin. <laughs> With miracle a, pictures, a score by the great Chuck Serino, who has worked on many of Jim's films and who also did the score for Sorority House Massacre 2. And I also want, just before we get really get into it, I also want to give a rest in peace to poor. Um, Karen Mayo Chandler, who is credited here as Lindsay Taylor. She's the girl with the dark hair, um, who is the one who gets possessed. Um, oh. she, she passed away of breast cancer in 2006, fortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, also, uh, Debbie Dutch, a.k.a. Deborah Dare, who has worked with Jim before. Um, as has Gail uh, Harris, uh, who is credited here as Robin Harris, and Melissa Moore. Uh, come back. Um, so we have, returning from Sorority House Massacre 2, we have Gail, we have Melissa Moore, we have Bridget Carney. Um... Who else is coming back? We have um, Jurgen uh, Baum or Baum, uh, Tony Naples as the cops, and I'm pretty sure that Tony Naples is wearing a wig in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have uh, Forrest J. Ackerman playing him. No, he's not playing himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he is, but he's just 
not credited as renamed. Like yes. Um. So, but you know, everybody knows Forrester Ackerman as being the creator as Famous Monsters of Filmland, and that was not my generation. So that was like the generation of the Stephen King and Toby Hooper and um, Wes Craven and all the. Um, the great filmmaking, horror <laughs> filmmakers of the latter half of the 20th century. Yes. That was their inspiration. And this opens the same way as Rowdy Ass Massacre 2 with Gail saying pretty much Watch almost the same line. Well, <laughs> not. Um. Oh no, she's well, the door. Oh no, she doesn't. Um, can I just ask what the building is? Is there anything famous? I don't know. Okay. Well, everything in it, it's all, in the, all the interiors. They're all set. No, the exterior what, of the building. I don't know yeah. what the exterior is. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Mm. God. That was so mean. <laughs> I know. Just a random like insult. I was expecting that to be the director that they're talking about or something. Oh no, he comes back later. So there's uh there's Debbie Dutch and um Bridget Carney. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Bridget Carney, what she's doing. I don't. I haven't seen her in anything other than these two movies. So, um, I neglected to mention that, um, as was the case with Sword Ass Massacre 2, this was shot on recycled sets, although I think these sets were a little more elaborate because um, yes. in sorority house you just had the interior of the house and we have like you know a sound stage uh, and layout of uh, uh, almost an entire office building um, so this was from a movie called corporate assets that I don't uh, I never saw I guess it was a sex comedy um, it sounds but, like a, like assets. yeah yeah well Jim talked about it in the direct-to-video doc- documentary, and he said he's pretty sure that nothing ever came of it, that it never even got out. Came out. It might not have even come out on VHS. I don't know, but it's definitely not on DVD, and it's pretty obscure. Um, this guy's a Bill Paxton knockoff. Everybody reminds you of somebody. <laughs> Yes, we want your home phone number in the yeah, UK. So I can call you up randomly. No. Okay, there you go. I love her hair. It's like she was in that band, Heart. Yes, she's got a lot of hair in this movie, and she got some highlights done. <laughs> and then she sounds like the maid from Frasier. <laughs> nah. 
No. No. Mm -mm. Daphne. No. No, no. No, 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 no. Um. <laughs> this one, um, I think, uh, where Sorority House was, you know, kind of parodying slasher movies of the 80s, this one is kind of parodying itself. Yeah. Um, and Sorority House. Because, you know, it's definitely not our movie. And it's. No. And nobody, nobody's taking it seriously. Um, it's very silly, but it's also very fun. Um, and even with the the uh, the story that Orville's about to tell, um, you know, there's like little jokes, like where he says one of the girls puts her chest up against the door, but it wasn't big enough. Um, <laughs> Yes. And all the so, squeaking noises when their tits are getting cleaned in the shower. Well, that was in Sorority House as well. Yes. That was... They did that again. Huh. When Bridget is taking a shower, she really, like, goes, like, off on herself. <laughs> She's rubbing, caressing Across everything. Yes, she does. Um, so... Couple of things I wanted to say. First, I um, used to know someone who was also a fan of this movie as well as Sorority House and the Slumber Parties, um, and he had been in communication with Debbie Dutch on um, Facebook. This was like uh, 13 years ago. And he was taking a trip out to LA for something and they had planned to meet up. And so he met up with her and um, he said she was very bubbly and very nice. And he got her to sign an eight by 10 for me. But she, I don't know why she did this. She signed the back of it ah. with the little message, like like covering the whole back of the picture. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was nice, <laughs> but I'm glad to have yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm glad to have it. But it was, I just thought it was weird. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it it's uh, not what you expected, but I think it's nice. All the same. Yes. Ginger and Marianne. Oh my god. Never should have honked that horn. Got some sugar for daddy. Oh. Honey! You said the same thing with Sorority oh. House. It's no honey for daddy. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm more of a sugar person. Yeah, hot sugar. That phallic drill. Uh-huh. That was... Oh, God. That was, like, one thing that really... F 
fucking annoyed the shit out of me with the remake of Slumber Party because I was when I was listening to the commentary because the director kept patting herself on the back because it was like <laughs> because it was like everything that happened um, in the original like for example uh, the scene that just happened with um, the girl in the garage getting killed and he's got the drill between his legs and it's all yeah. phallic and um, all the female uh, nudity and you know the way certain girls were killed in the original she kept saying like you know <laughs> see in the original it was a girl who got killed like this and now in this one it was a guy so yeah and in the original it was like lots of female nudity and there's no female nudity and then there's all male nudity so <laughs> I was like yeah I, I get it <laughs> and every time it happened she made sure she mentioned it why anybody likes that movie i have no idea did you ever even watch it i never <laughs> no i know is that's Ac- like is <laughs> that's clearly you know meant to be um a take on the uh warner brothers cartoons because everything was you know, yeah 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 me everything no, I was I was wondering if Acme is basically like the five five five, where it's so generic that anyone can use it or not. I would say so, probably. But there is a, a chain of supermarkets called Acme. Ah. Notice the fucking condom that's filled to the brim with yes. jizz on top of the wine bottle. <laughs> this guy has worked with Jim before. I can't remember his name. There's poor Caramel Chandler. RIP. And not that I um, like to speak ill of the deceased, but she definitely had some issues with doing an English or American accent, rather. Yeah, she should have just stuck with English. I didn't realize that she was trying to be American. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can hear her. Her. her her British accent leaks more than Gail's. Yeah. And that says a lot. Santa Mar- Monica Heritage Museum. Hello. Hello. Um, um, what was I going to say? Uh, Karen also worked with Jim in 976 Evil 2. Okay. See, he hires a lot of the same girls. Yeah. Um, and Debbie, Debbie Dutch said in her interview in that direct-to-video documentary that if you showed up early, you knew your lines, and you didn't cause a problem, he liked you. And yeah. you would get hired again. And I, I've heard that in the past. Like, Julie Strain said something to that effect. Yeah. Um, in the past about working with Jim. Um, but um, what happened with Debbie, uh, Debbie Dutch, was she had first done stage work, which is hard to believe because she's not the greatest <laughs> actress. Um, but I think she wanted to do like musical theater. And I don't think it was going so well. She told the yeah. story on, in the documentary. So I could be getting it wrong a little bit, but she ended up um, 
she ended up going to LA because I don't think New York was going very well. And um, she met with Jim and she had sworn that she was never going to do any nudity. Um, all this was cut out from the old VHS version. Yeah. Uh, she had sworn that she was never going to do any nudity, and Jim said to her, you know, when you're ready to pop your top, let me know, <laughs> and I'll put you in something. And, and um, she was like, okay, well, no. That will um, never happen. <laughs> that will never happen. And then she ended up doing Playboy. Um, and then she called him, and I think this was, it was either this or The Haunting of Morella, which also has Gale in it. <laughs> that was one of... Um, That's my mother. <laughs> that was one of many Edgar Allan Poe adaptations that uh, Roger Corman's company did in the 90s, oh, okay. late 80s, early um, 90s. The movie that it's watching, is that a original movie or is it just a movie for this No, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's an original Oh, no, like I thought it, it might have been one of his old movies or something, but no. I don't think so. That's, I don't see how that's any of her business. <laughs> there, around that same time that that friend of mine I told you about who met Debbie, um, around that same time, somebody had put on eBay that box... Um, they had, they were selling, there was two different auctions they had, cause they had two different boxes. They had one, yeah. um, that was just the regular box and they had another that had a, had a hole in the back for that smoke effect. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why I didn't, I think I didn't bid on it because I didn't think that I had any place to put it. <laughs> so that it wouldn't get fucked up. Yeah. I would have liked to have had it, and I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't get it. Well, in that case, you girls um. have been needing this. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he does the same joke as in Sorry Yes. House. Thanks. And Gail says the same line. <laughs> So this building must be so unwell made if it can feel the effects of rain that badly as it does. Mm. <laughs> I like to. Is that, I was... is that her accent, just by the way? That. How about that real New Yorker? I guess. I really haven't seen her in that many movies. Yeah. You hear that? Do you hear British right there? Yeah. It's like she was um, American for one thing. Um. No, I was gonna say. Um, I always like. I always like when the sprinklers go off. Where's the shut off valve? And there's that giant arrow on the wall. 
pointing to the valve. Sprinkler sh shut off valve. Now all this dust is gonna turn into mud. <laughs> We're gonna have to get naked. Damn it. Oh, you're hilarious. Mmm. <laughs> God. So what were your what were your thoughts when you first watched this? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty stupid but fun. Well it's supposed to be stupid fun. Yeah. So that's, like I, I was, I was dead on the money. Yes. And you could tell Melissa does not smoke. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> How fucking irresponsible can you be? Or stupid. I know. And even that flicking of the cigarette shows that she doesn't smoke. Yeah, no. Because you usually like flick it like a snot. Yes, that's a flick. I hate, and when you say, what, what, what is common with Americans is people say that they got flicked off if somebody gives them the finger. That drives me oh. crazy. You never heard that? I thought it was Instead flipped, of saying, like it is P. flipped. Yeah. But people say, <laughs> yeah, he arrow. flicked me off. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Stupider than stupid. Mm-hmm. It's only water, for Christ's sake. Tell her, Gail. <laughs> like, if she wanted to preserve her dress, she should have just done it in uh, underwear and hung the dress up. Yeah, that would have made more sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. Eddie's wacky facelift. I do like the, the when they show people reading, and it's really dumb <laughs> books or articles. <laughs> Mm. Like, devil worship in you. Oh, the um, National Enquirer, or what was yes. supposed to be the National Enquirer. <sighs> or no, I think the National Enquirer one was s demons can and will steal your soul, or something like that. <laughs> this is the most unpleasant part of the movie. <laughs> Is eating of raw meat. <laughs> That's another callback to Sorority House. Yes. What's well, his character? Walter, hi, this is Tess. Walter Paisley um, is a name that Jim has used a handful yes. of times. Um, it's the name of the main character in um, A Bucket of Blood. Um, Dick Miller played uh, Walter Paisley in A Bucket of Blood and um, Dick Miller worked on Chopping Mall and which was also directed by Jim and Jim named his character Walter Paisley hmm. I guess Jim likes A Bucket yeah, of Blood it's, I don't it's know. a pat on the back yeah well, it's, a, it's also a Corman movie, and Jim has done a lot of Corman movies. Yeah. Yeah, she really did fill out in the cheeks. Hey, guys, what's this? No, like, like apples. 
You can really hear her British here. Mm. When, especially when she says it was Oriental. <laughs> oh my god. And you can see the demon encircles her. It yeah, goes it, right it in her. Right on her, yeah. Yeah. So if you're paying attention, you know that yeah, she's the know, demon the whole yeah. time. It's not so much a twist, it's a if you're paying attention, you're rewarded for it. I do I like her, I like her voice. Like it's just got a good gravel to it. It's squeaky. I like um when she gets possessed, um, Diana, her line, when she keeps saying, I'll rip your arms out. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Give me the gun. I said, give it to me, I'll rip your arms out. <laughs> Lots of wood grain in this film. Mm-hmm. I used to have a computer teacher who um, threatened to rip your arms off and shove them in your ears and ride you like a motorbike. Okay. He sounds like a His... prevert. Well, no, he was quite a violent man. His son was the head of the bikey <laughs> gang. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he eventually went missing. Oh. Most likely, most likely uh, disposed of. Not the teacher. Somebody the ripped his. Somebody ripped his arms off and yeah. put him in his ears. I love how Miss, um, Mr. Plumpton has a princess phone. Yes. <laughs> My mother wanted a princess phone for decades. <laughs> this now, bloody noise is stupid. I know. When Gail... <laughs> when Gail is taking a shower, I think she must have done her own makeup because you can tell that she's got full makeup on in the shower and it does not come off. Yeah. Um, the other girls, not so much. Um, but the eyeshadow, she's got like gold eyeshadow on or something. Yeah. And it it really stands out when her hair is wet. When the wit... It's got a, a picture of uh, Whistler's mother. Poor doggy. No. It's definitely you. That's definitely yeah. She sounds like that the villain at the end of the movie, Matt. No, that I forget the number now. The video violence one. Oh God, no! That that's a bit. It's <laughs> a bit much. You're the stars of my new movie. <laughs> There's her British again. Yeah. You got all the boxes. She's a fluid accent. Hello, at my lingerie. Uh, may I speak to Dawn, please? This is she. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is Dr. Newton over at the museum. Oh, Dr. Newton, I'm I wonder if Gail still works. Uh, I know she worked with Jim a lot. You wouldn't believe what happened. Um. <laughs> With um, I don't. I never understood that. What what the fuck was that supposed to be? Um, uh, uh, Debbie t 
talked about her her scene uh, with the squibs uh, toward the end when she gets oh, yep, yep, yep. she gets caught in the crossfire. Um, she said she kept fucking it up, um, and she fucked it up. Uh, the only guy I think he gave you at most, if you were lucky, three takes. Yeah. And if you were, if it was more than three takes, um, that's a problem, because Jim's a live wire. Um, it gets to the knickers far too much. Yeah, the knickers. Um, but um, but yeah, she fucked it up twice, and she said she got it on the third time, and I never even noticed that she was squibbed. <laughs> um, I just assumed that um, she just threw herself around a little bit, put her hands on her chest, and then threw herself on the floor, acting like she got shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what it looks like. And her legs yeah. go up in the air, which was not part of Jim's direction. <laughs> well, um, she's but just that... used to that happening. Yes, of course. Yeah, I didn't mean to scare you. That's why I just slapped your shoulder like you were on fire while your back was to me. And she took the soap with her. That's actually that's something I do, and like this is a stupid thing, because um, sometimes my dad he'll kick me out of the toilet because um, he suddenly needs to go. Oh dear! And I'll get annoyed, and I'll actually take the aerosol can with me. Well, you're only hurting yourself, sweetie. <laughs> so I'll leave. <laughs> Especially if it's your house. <laughs> no, it's, it's my parents' house. What's wrong? God, <laughs> that sound effect of her back brightening. <laughs> Fell down an escalator. You go ahead. I'll catch up with you. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. Well, no, doesn't make any sense. Here is you clearly see Diana go up the stairs. So mm -hmm. who who killed her? Well, she's stuck back around. That was just for the audience. Hmm. And you don't see it. Well, okay, you do. Um. Yeah, she gets somebody gets she gets the hook from behind, like you yeah, know. No, but I'm saying, like, down, she might have been coming back now, and that's where she. So she she crept around. Yes. Um, whatever the fuck her name is, Melissa Moore's character. Yep, yep. She went back down the other. Tess. Exit. Not bad, huh? I like when she squeezes her boob and you hear that squeak. Yeah. You look like shit. Mitchell and Dakota love those. I don't think she was trying to hide it. No note or anything inside? Not so much here in sorority house. Yeah. 
she was trying to sound like an all-american teenager <laughs> well college but yeah Dawn. Dawn. I think she'd realize that he didn't hang up. Good thing we ordered the food in time. Speaking of that, the guy should be here pretty soon. One of us ought to go to the lobby and Okay. Um. Um. Were you as offended by the uh, delivery driver as I was? <laughs> <laughs> so that was where I was just about to go. Um. I don't. No, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that was Monique Gabrielle. Yes. Who was... Who was not an Asian woman. No. And who was dating Jim at the time. And was also um, a B-movie scream queen. She was in a lot of B-movies. Um... She was also in 976 Evil 2. Um, but why she is wearing a muumuu and moccasins and a knit cap and those ridiculous glasses and then showing up in that car, which clearly is not hers, I don't know. I think Jim probably, or maybe that was Jim's car. Um, but I'd be willing to bet Jim knew somebody with that car, which was, you know, state of the art in 1990, and was like, oh, we got to get this car yeah. in the movie. Even with though the it makes. That go down. With the headlights that go inside. Even though it makes absolutely no sense for the delivery, for the Chinese food delivery woman to be driving. I thought, you know? I thought they were making fun. Like, I thought they were trying to make out that she was Chinese. I never. I never got. That, her, her, it's like she's doing an accent. <laughs> we, I hope I get a good We'll be crossing that bridge. This. No, she doesn't do it. She doesn't. Like do I'm the surprised she didn't leave off the s's. Hello, Chinese food. No, it doesn't. To me, I don't think she's doing doing an insensitive ac uh, Asian accent. I think she's just doing a dopey voice. Okay. <laughs> she had to fling her hair twice. Back and forth. She flips her hair back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, Willow. Let's calm down. <laughs> Take a Willow pill. Well, and then she says she'll go down to get more, so it's obvious here as well that she's the villain. What the fuck is everybody else doing? And why are those elevators so large? I know, they're quite large. <laughs> they don't even know each other and they're just busting no, no. in. I'd be like, okay, excuse me. I'm naked here. I'm in my nude. And did you notice Dawn, uh, Gail's gold make eye makeup? Yes, is mm -hmm. still on point. Very much so. Snatched to the gods. 
Mm. See, I, uh, but in regards to the Moomoo, I thought maybe it was to um, cover up um, fire retardant uh, clothing. Like, as in, ha- as in it had a purpose of, you know, for the stunt person. Could be. I, I actually thought, when I, when I first saw her, I thought she was uh, insinuating she was pregnant. Because she kind of had, like, uh, a look, but then no. <laughs> it was just weird. That, to me, sounded like her scream was just repeated over and over again. <laughs> like, they had one good scream when they just did it over and over again on a loop. Here she comes. Mm-hmm. Monique Gabrielle has enormous boobs. Oh, okay. Very Maybe they were hiding them. Chow down delivery is a little racist for a Chinese food line. Oh, God. I hope I get a good tip for this. Yeah, she's not doing a Chinese accent. She's just doing a dopey voice. I hope I get a good tip for this. It's kind of like, which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? The ceiling. I only just noticed that. (laughs) The floor buttons. Like, I'm surprised she didn't say Chinese fool. Stop it. How oblivious. It's like Daniel Stern and... Home Alone. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Is somebody there? I... Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't like fire, it fucking freaks me out, but I, I used to think that this was mean-spirited. Yes, she bought the food. I was, I was hoping she'd go all the way down to, in the lift, and like, still come screaming out, but (laughs) that didn't happen. No. I never understood that line. Where's the food? It's going to be charbroiled by the time that it gets here. Does she think that they're cooking it in the car? <laughs> yeah, on the car, yes. <laughs> Demonology in you. <laughs> it's the book mm. is reading. <laughs> it's like uh, the narrator from uh, Rocky Horror. And Jurgen has clearly gone through extensive acting training since Sorority House. Yeah. Poor Tony Naples in that hideous wig, because she's very lovely. <laughs> and 
I don't know. She tried to tease it, but she just pissed it off. Well, I tell you, tonight, if the two of you could manage to get into that building at 1129 Spring Place, you know, I got a, a call from a girl. It's a little too convenient that he knows about the, uh, the box. The soul box. The legendary soul box. Yeah, but... Oh, who? Dr. Newton. Yeah, but that's his field of expertise. But that he knew that Clive Hoxeter would be... Um, would have made a box, and that's what was in the package. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, that fine. Was, A lot of this was cut out in our VHS version. Well, it's good to see these two back in it, and the fact that they were cut out makes it even less... No, 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 no. I'm talking about this dialogue here where he's explaining oh, okay. the soul box and his, his previous encounter with Clive. But, yeah, no, they were, they were in our version. Um, no, no, but was this whole scene not in it, or just part of the scene? No, it was. It was, but it was yeah. trimmed. It was trimmed. Yep, yep. Absolutely, but I think it was a mistake. I believe that that box was actually meant for me. Oh. You really believe all that, Holcomb? Well, you know, it's like Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> now I I I, no, I do apologize. You're gonna to have to give me a minute. <laughs> I just have to use the loo. <laughs> okay, so I guess I have to amuse the audience. Yes, yes. I'll just be a second. Okay. So this is good. So when he leaves, then I can talk about him, um, which I tend to do. Um, so for those of you who are watching along this whole scene with the detectives leaving the offices of Dr. Newton was cut out of the VHS version. The VHS version was heavily trimmed and I don't know if what I don't even remember what I said on which commentary because as I said at the beginning of this one we had an epic fail where I thought I was recording and I was not but there this version was originally released on cable in Australia and in America. We did not get it until this DVD came out sometime in, I think, 05 or 06. I think 05. And now it's long out of print. Um, but yeah, uh, we didn't get over here, Americans didn't get to see this extended version of the of the movie um, until several years later, and 
Um, as I was saying during the... Sorry about that. <laughs> oh. Okay. As I was saying during, during the Sorority House Massacre commentary with comparing the uh, the uh, the standard and extended edition um, while I think because sorority house, the original sorority house moves so quickly and the uh, extended version slowed it down um, I don't really think that having the additional scenes slows this one down um not really. And no. I think they were a little less creative here when it came to finding the, two, the first two victims. Because if you remember in Sorority House 2, they were strung up from the ceiling. Yes. Um, and in and this one, on they them. just fell out of a box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> You feel the panic in the air. I know. It's British panic. Mmm. It's the worst <laughs> kind. <laughs> and also, um, another uh, commenting, getting back to uh, commenting on the intended humor um also uh, the scene when he when uh gail pushes him off the roof and it you know the earth oh yeah and the shakes. camera shakes <laughs> and it's clearly a dummy yes Watch the person who I don't know. It's not Monique, but whoever this is, she moves, or the person, the stunt person moves. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, it looked like a body with a horrendous moo, horrendously charred mumu, and a bag yes. of Chinese food. Yes. That would have been funny if the like... bag did fall out <laughs> of the elevator yes. shaft. It's like, ooh, the egg rolls. Yes. Sweet and sour pork. Suddenly, I'm not very hungry. <laughs> See, this writes itself. Well, you'll be hungry again in half an hour. Now, in this boardroom, I'm wondering if this was in... Um, New Horizons, which was you know the VHS distributor that uh, Roger Corman of Roger Corman's company. I'm wondering if that's where this was because there's posters on the wall of yes. New Horizons movies. Yeah, Death Stalker. It's I think it's Death Stalker Two is one of the most prominent. So why would there be movie posters in, a, on, in the boardroom of a lingerie company? Yes. Same. Uh, for the shelf stocker. In this version, 
and the old VHS version, there's something that was cut where um, I guess Gail says something about flipping a coin because Diana says, you said we flip a coin. She didn't say that. Ah, oh, yep, yep. Um, there's Chopping Mall. The poster. <laughs> mm. Another gym. Classic. I'm glad they called it Chopping Mall because I'm not fond of the Killbots title. Ah, oh, yeah, that... It's not catchy at all. No. Although, Chopping Mall is more of a slasher movie title, and Chopping Mall is not a slasher movie. Oh, really? You've never seen Chopping Mall? No, no. For God's sake! For the sake of Christ. I can't even talk to you anymore. You're going to give me the sauna treatment, are you? I should. I could talk to myself. I do it all the time when you go out and pee in the yard. <laughs> like a dog. Sorry, like a dog. I, I, I had planned my toilet breaks, but because of the fuck up at the beginning. <laughs> mm. What are you drinking, by the way? Water. That's it? Well, yeah. It's boring. Jackie, I'm going to need some help with this cabinet. I haven't actually had alcohol Jackie. for quite a while. Oh. Well, uh, why is that? Just out of not feeling like any. In our, <laughs> it's funny because in our commentary for the craft, you can literally hear you unscrewing the cap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the craft. You were it's partying. A, it's a great experience. Damn. Was that the black sambuca? I think. <laughs> Actually, I do remember listening to one of our podcasts. And I could hear me unscrewing. It's fucking lush. <laughs> There's that canned lightning. Mm. So convincing. Along with the flashing lights. It's like the. Or um, crashing thunder. Rather. Yes. Canned thunder. Um, the, when it's along the building, it reminds me of the uh, front cover of um, Poltergeist 3. Mm -hmm. Which also takes place in a high rise. Yes. Noticing the um, the busts with um, underwear on their faces. Um, I don't remember. I mentioned this um, during Sorority House, but I don't remember exactly what part it is. I know it's during one of these, you know, chase sequences but um when Orville is walking slowly he passes a mannequin and he touches the um the little frilly bottom part 
to just now. Yes. Yeah. It, well, okay. Well, there you go. I'm almost. I'm 99.9% positive that is the same nightgown that. Um, fucking um, Kimberly wore in um, Sorority Oz Massacre 2. Hmm. That's a good little nod. That's why I touched it. Yes. So which did you like better, this one or Sorority House 2? Um, I would probably say Sorority House 2. Uh, but this one is enjoyable as well. Uh oh. <laughs> and the sound effects of like, when she throws it. Along with the um dun, 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 when she pops up it was like a fucking jack in the box. Um but um oh, she's not fucking around. <laughs> Although I, I wouldn't have minded this either. You were saying it was supposed to be like a die hard. Um, a female diehard, yes. Yeah. Um, see, I didn't mind. There was a movie called No Contest with my favourite Shannon Tweed, which was uh -huh. like a female diehard. Uh -huh. That was set in a um, uh, Miss America style pageant. So it had all oh, these like, wasn't, um, scantily wait, clad. Um, wait, don't tell me. Um, wasn't. Um, oh, what's his name in it? Um, hold on. I know this. Um, Comedian, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Dice Clay, right? Maybe. Ah, oh, maybe. I only know uh, they had the actor who's got the really pot-faced, pot-marked face. Oh, Robert Davi from um, Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Showgirls. Maybe. <laughs> the club owner from Showgirls. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Downey's been in a lot of E-movies. Yes. But he plays a similar character. Yeah, he's always a scumbag. Although in, in, that face. in No Contest, he was actually one of the good policemen, so... <laughs> oh. So he switched it up a bit. Mm. Got a bit of, um... Variety. Mm-hmm. I'd do No Contest if you're ever keen for it, but... <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never really seen very many Shannon Tweed movies. Yeah. She was in a good one called... <laughs> actually, wasn't good. <laughs> called A Woman Scorned. Yeah, that's the one you used and to the, jerk the off The son used to... Oh. I like their little argument. <laughs> no. She's worked with Jim a few times. Shannon? Mm hmm. Okay.
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, shoes are I killing me. I'm trying to think. Uh, I haven't checked his IMDb in a while. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure he's still making movies, but I think he's just gone exclusively to porn, basically. Not oh. hardcore. Um, yeah. But it's like, um, well, the, sk <laughs> the Skinamax. The Skinamax yeah, yeah. type porn. Except, like, n except for, like, the um the uh the playboy channel ones which were more erotic um the ones that i've seen that he has done um were porn without penetration yeah um so it was like crazy you know jumping up and down you know sex yeah yeah, yeah. there there's no candles or anything yeah um and he likes to use a variety of pseudonyms. I think the I think the one he used he uses primarily for those movies is H. R. Blueberry. I remember it was like in the middle of the night once, switching channel and turning on like Showtime or Cinemax or something, and one of those movies was on. I was like, "What the fuck? This is a Jim Wynorski movie. This is porn. What is happening?" <laughs> Um, but he did do some of those in the 90s, but he did, you know, primarily movies like this, which were either horror or, um, um, a mixture of, um, like, uh, sexual meh. camp. <laughs> yeah. Camp, sex, sexual camp with like action, like women with machine guns. Yeah. Movies like this. Um, but this has more of a horror ele element to it. Um, but, uh, in like the early aughts, he kind of just, you know, it just stopped. Um, got rid of the facade of storyline. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't any good anymore. No good. No boy, no. Like, I could, I, I, I'm surprised that you don't see how this can easily lead to softcore porn. It's, it's... Well, there's no man. The focus is on uh, the feminine form. Well, I mean, there, well, so, so do a lot of his movies, and so does Sorority House, but there's no men. And, um, I mean, it's ridiculous the way he got them all into lingerie, um, but at the same time, it's not, again, it's not supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, this was, I mean, th this was not pretending to be something that it was not. Yeah, yeah. This was an exploitation movie. This was a movie with women running around half naked, sometimes naked, and yeah. it makes no apologies for it at all. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not, he doesn't think he's making art. <laughs> she does, certainly helps <laughs> him lift her up. 
Yeah, and did you notice that she she uh, like kind of flinches? I think he might have hurt, and it hurt her inadvertently because like she. Oh, when? When he was. I think it was when she was either sliding down the wall or he was picking, sliding her back up the wall or something. Like she kind yeah, of yeah. like winces. Now, see, this whole thing was cut from the vehicle. And I can see why, because it really has nothing at all yeah, to yeah. do with anything. And there's Jim. As the director. Yeah. Who's the cameraman? I don't know. Oh, okay. But that's Jim right there. And they, they borrowed one of... Um, the beds from Madonna's Bedtime Stories photo shoot. Oh, really? Kidding. Oh, you little bastard. But it's one of those bits, one of those padded um, headboards that yeah. were used in the artwork for... Romance. <laughs> their rights. You have the right to remain silent. Don't you have anything better to do? And if you give up that well. right, anything you say can and will be used against you. Look, look, what do you got against the In a court of law. This is nothing but pornography. Look, lady, it's tough enough making a picture these days without making certain Why porn's not illegal. Hey, yeah, no. Why that's are they what I was being thinking. Arrest? What are they under arrest for? <laughs> Now, um, get a good look, creep. Give it a rest, will you? Like I said, this whole scene was cut from our version on VHS, but in the end credits, when it shows all the girls with their names, uh, she's, hers, yeah. is, hers is still there. Yeah. And yeah. for years, I'm like, who the fuck is that? She's not even in the movie. And it wasn't until I saw this version I was like, oh, there she goes. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it, if she was the same actress who did like the uh, takeaway, the delivery driver. No, like, simply because for the fact that she's got her sunglasses on the whole time. That no, 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 pretend, no, no, you know, that's not that they just reused the same actress. No, not her, but like that they're reusing an actress. Um. No. But no. And <laughs> I am pretty sure that she's... I, I don't know. I'm on the fence because this sounds to me like a really shitty attempt at a French <laughs> accent. But her name is French. We're not making any arrests. Well, that could just be a fake name. Could be. It does not sound like a real French accent to me at all. No, no. Is it because she said ooh la la? <laughs> and you're like, they don't say that. No, they do say that. Until Remember, they do say that. This, I know. We had this 
I think that, um, I think that it might be kind of like something corny that like older people say, like darn it or all shucks or something, you know, something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I like this when she snaps. <laughs> you gotta cut this bullshit again with the program. <laughs> She's in no mood. Tracy Lords, not of this earth. Yeah. Also directed by Jim. That was Tracy's first um, movie when uh, she stopped doing porn. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You know how hard it was for her to get a fucking job in legitimate film? Oh, no, not I just thought... Because I not thought Crybaby be- was at first. That's why I was no, oh, really. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not of this earth was before. But not just because she was in porn, but because of the big scandal. Nobody yeah, yeah. wanted to hire her. Yeah. Um, I think Jim wanted to hire her because, you know, he was like, ooh, we can capitalize on this. Yeah, I'm This surprised. little micro budget yeah. movie. But I think John wanted to hire her, A, because he liked her. And Out of respect, um, yeah. Well, he, John likes controversy. Too. Yes, um, yeah, that's what and, I meant, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's the same reason why he um, hired Patty Hearst. Yes. <laughs> but I think the same with Tracy. Um, you know, the women or the actresses who he hired simply because they were involved in some kind of scandals... You know, he ended up liking and yeah, yeah. befriended them. Yeah. Because he's still friends with Tracy. Yeah. He'd cast Tonya Harding. He might, but something tells me she wouldn't be very nice. No, not anymore. Well, she used to do the celebrity boxing, didn't she? Yeah. I wonder if she, has she been on Dancing with the Stars? I don't think so. <laughs> I could imagine her being on it. Yeah, I could too, because they really scraped the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, she did a sex tape, though, I know that. Oh my god. Ugh. But that was like in the 90s. I'd rather break my own leg than watch that. So did um, uh, Amy Fisher. Ah. And Nancy Kerrigan? No. Oh, but I heard... Um, I remember Howard Stern played an audio clip of the Amy Fisher one and it's so gross because there's a lot of talking in it oh my god and that's what you want I don't know if she's still with them but she was with this guy who was like 30 years older than her and um she did a she did the tape with him and it was like a lot of it was like a lot of daddy-daughter talk. Okay. Like, don't you like daddy's big dick and shit like that. And, like, she's, like, acting like a little girl and it's very, very inappropriate. Yes. Well, some people like a verbal top. I like... (laughs) I like verbal, um, 
Especially when it's somebody with an accent, a nice accent. Oh, you know what I just realized about myself? Um, <laughs> I like all kinds of, you know, accents from the UK. But, um... You like the you know, Commonwealth accent. But you know what? You know what? I really, really like um, the accent from um, uh, the Birmingham region. Oh, really? Okay. Ooh, they have a really good accent. Oh, yes. All right. Oh, yes. I know that the yeah the UK accent changes from where you're from. Like Liverpool's quite different from Manchester mm. and. Yeah. I, I must say that I'm not fond... I don't know which area it is, but um, it's the region where they can't... They can't pronounce words that begin with B-R or T-H. Ah, oh, okay. Like Brimley. Yeah, so that comes out as Brimley. Um... Yeah, but I like thought that was more thug than, um... No. Than generic accent. Yeah. No, the, um... That talk show host I was telling you about, that, um... Oh, Jonathan yeah. Ross. No, but he's, has... got a, he's got a vocal infliction. It's not... No, I uh, think that's the accent It's like, it's like Barbara wrong. Walters. No. I don't know. I don't, I don't mind a Welsh accent either <laughs> isn't that where um christian bale's from uh yeah i think he is yeah yeah he's he's from wales i'm pretty sure and we know we know how much i like our cockney accent <laughs> tim has a really good accent i haven't spoken to him in ages mm. well you should i know No, I should shoot him a message and see how he's doing. <laughs> um, apparently there's oh, a difference. No, no, you go, you go. I was going to say, apparently there's a difference between a clip and a magazine. Okay. What's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't know. But I think she was right, though, that that kind of machine gun does take a clip. Um, yeah. But in Chopping Mall, again, another gym movie, um, there was a character um, who... Um, it, was a, it was a girl who they explained a way that she could use a gun by saying her dad uh, was a Marine. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's, it's but still, that doesn't behavior. mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Oracle. He's got his, uh, a cord running from his pants. <laughs> like whether that's connected to the uh squibs. Yeah, the squibs. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're not on a battery. 
I want to. I want to. Um. Also, um, I said that um, I'm not. Don't say it on mic. But when we were talking off mic, I said that one of somewhat a member of the cast, um, I had always said appeared to have put on some weight. But there's someone else who definitely put on a substantial amount of weight. Um, in oh, um, it's um, no, it was Bob. Bob Sheridan, who co-wrote the script, um, but at the end of Sorority House Massacre 2, he is one of the movers, and he's he's explaining oh, to yeah, the police yeah. when I got to, when I got here, I found the place just like this. I didn't touch anything, and when Gail toward when it's morning, when Gail um, comes down into the lobby in the elevator and she's screaming for help, he turns around. And he's one of the cops. And he's yeah. really big. Yeah, I don't know what these people have been eating, but he put on a lot. Oh. <laughs> Karen was really not afraid to go for it with this demon. No. She really can't it up. <laughs> when you absolutely, positively gotta kill every motherfucker in the room. What the fuck are you quoting, Menace to Society? <laughs> Jackie Brown, actually. What the hell happened here? Oh my god. My dad's been on a Pam Greer kick. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, on Turner Classic Movies, they've been playing all of her old black exploitation movies, and he's been watching them all. Yeah. You and should get him to watch Jawbreakers. <laughs> oh, I don't think he would like that. Um, but he really wants to see... Um, Foxy Brown, not Foxy Brown. Jackie Brown. Is, Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, but apparently, he and my mom went to see all of the black exploitation movies that was driving in the seventies. Oh, that's nice. He said that's... he saw all Pam Grier's movies. and was like, I didn't know that. Okay. My dad just watched spaghetti westerns. Oh, my dad loves spaghetti westerns. My dad loves westerns in general. Yeah. <laughs> she really loves their voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna get as much use of this demon voice as she can unfortunately the first well i don't know it depends on how you look at it but unfortunately i like it but the the first thing that i ever 
saw Pam Greer and or had ever even I didn't know who she was. Um, the first thing I ever saw her in was on Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never really yeah. Um, I don't know how big black exploitation was in Australia. Well, you had your um, exploitation going. We did. But yeah, Which, I've, um, I've really only seen her in more very, recent stuff. Yeah, very fond of. Yes. Because she was in Escape from L.A., I reckon. Was that a Quentin Tarantino movie? No, it was John War- John Carpenter. Uh, Pam Greer was in that? I reckon. That was the recent... No, well, the, the newer one with uh, Kurt Russell. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't watch those movies. Because the original was Escape from New York. I guess. Yeah. Um, Any more? There's another body in the elevator. That's him right there. Oh, okay. Well, he's not. He's not obese. <laughs> I he, was thinking he's he was big. Be like, yeah, he's he bigger, is big. He's but... big in comparison to how he was very average size yeah, yeah. in in Sorority House. Ketchum is bigger. Yeah. Got to catch them all. Come on. He's had a lot of honey. No honey for daddy. Did you catch? Did you catch the joke at the very end of the credits? She must be in shock. No, I didn't see to the end. <laughs> well, toward the very end, at the bottom of the credits, um, it says Orville Ketchum will return in Orville in orbit. Oh my god! <laughs> but it was just a, I was looking for that for fucking years. Um. And then finally, you know, when I got online, um, somebody, because, you know, obviously other people like these movies and like Jim's movies, Jim's movies, um, somebody asked him and he was like, oh no, I had never had any intention of making that. That was there purely as a joke. And I was like, Well, technically Seth MacFarlane put him into order. With the Orville. Yeah, that's true. I could laugh like her at my own jokes. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, the, the performance, 
No, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm, when I'm, the performance is intentionally comical, but I just, I'm, it's so bad. Well, I mean, I think they were all making an, uh, making an effort. They yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, no. They were all in on the joke. They weren't clearly. half-assing it because they knew no. it was a joke. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, they needed at least 20 fucking guys to pick him up on that gurney. <laughs> they had to have been bodybuilders. Was, what was it? It was only two, wasn't it? Yes. And we only needed... Like me to lift up Gale. Maybe but his then again, weighs her less than probably anything. twenty pounds a piece. What? Well, maybe they're helium. Yeah, no helium. Very vampire, vampire, whatever. Chuck Serino is also in that documentary I was talking about, and he said something about. Um, doing the sc doing scores for Jim, and he said, um, you know, when he would get the work print of the movie, he would score it from beginning to end, and you know he would score. Yeah. They would always do the titles on the black background because you know it was cheaper. Yeah. Um, yeah that way so he would always have the opening title theme and then he would do he said he would do either some variation of that um over the end titles or an original song um i don't remember there was some kind of story behind that little western theme there i don't remember what it he said something about it well i mean the sh the gun showdown at the end is a bit wrestling yeah, because they had machine guns in the old west. Yeah. Now, no girls were actually harmed or mistreated during the production of this film. Mm. She wouldn't find it in Miramax production. Uh, oh, oh. You had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> You know, I, uh, for a long time, I always used to accidentally call Zach and Mary make a porno Max and Mary. <laughs> um, because you're... Of Mary Max, yeah. And I was born with my umbilical cord around my neck. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> well, it led to later kinks. <laughs> what? You're always laughing at something. The, no, the catering company is called Oh Boy Food <laughs> Incorporated. That was probably a joke. I sincerely doubt they had craft services on this thing. They have an underwater unit? That would, again, joke. 
There's nothing there's that blood, would happen in the water. All the names. Oh, it could have been for the shower scene. No. It was probably a joke to pad out the, the credits. When I was first toying with, or when I was first putting to so can putting you just all of fake names in, <laughs> just talk right over me. That's cool. When I was putting all of my thoughts together and organizing all of my ideas for when I was going to start the podcast, I was thinking about using this as my opening title. Feed. Oh yeah. But I didn't know how to edit it down to like twenty seconds. Okay, this is definitely a joke. Personal trainer for Orville Ketchum. Yes. And remember, he's credited as Orville Ketchum. He's not credited as Peter Spellows. Yes. I wonder if this these movies got him the role in Freddy's Dead well they could very well have I mean um, uh, the director was very well versed in um, these type of films Rachel Talalay yeah Um, well I thought she was friends with the Dreamlanders no she worked for... She was... Um, no. Oh, I don't know why line. I thought that. Yeah, I knew, but... <laughs> I thought she had some connection with them. No. No. I'll have to, no. I'll have to rewatch she worked something. On, yeah. She worked on John's movies. Yeah. But she wasn't a Dreamlander. No, okay. she's from New Line. Yeah, she was an accountant. <laughs> Which has, like something like corporate. No, Not, she, was like like in, she was like a producer. Okay. Well, that was hard to die. Yes. Yes, it was. Lots um, of fun. Mm-hmm. And did you allow uh, Mitchell and Dakota to watch with you, or was did no? They they've been outside the door actually, <laughs> listening to me talk. <laughs> I'm talking about when you first watched it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I told you they enjoyed the squeaky um, scenes. Oh. And you didn't cover the little eyes during the boobages? Oh, no, they 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 heard it, and the ears went up, and oh. then they were looking around, and like, where, oh. where, 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 where's that coming from? And then they went back to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any final thoughts on Hard to Die? Um, it wasn't hard to watch. Did you just make that up? Yes. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that a week ago. Like, <laughs> I've got a team of monkeys working around the clock. Okay. Well. And your final uh, thought? I just want to say RIP again to Karen Mayo Chandler. Mm hmm. Very sad. Um. Okay. Well, I also want to say 
thank you to Tony for joining me for this one of my all-time favorites and I want to say thank you to everybody for listening and until next time this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams